Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to our weekly Healthy Harrison podcast. Glad to have you along on a program designed to help you change your state. And by that, we really mean change your health, change your lifestyle. Uh, try to come up with programs that help uh, folks in our local area uh, develop habits that enable them to live healthier lives, uh, exercise more, eliminate some of the nasty things in our lives like too much sugar and too much treats and too much smoking and things like that. We want folks in, uh, in Harrison County and eventually all West Virginians to be able to brag about the fact that they walked around the block two times last night as opposed to bragging about the latest uh, fancy medication that you might be on. So uh, hearing all that, uh, we want you to know that we're streaming our podcast live on the Healthy Harrison Facebook page, as well as on the statewide distribution network of our media partner, WBNews.com. Every week at this time, we chat with uh, folks who are of similar mind and mission as that of Healthy Harrison. They want to foster measurable improvement to the health and well-being of citizens in North Central West Virginia. And what we're actually trying to do is develop programs here locally that can be uh, spread th throughout the state of West Virginia, uh, if in fact they're as successful as, as we hope that they are. Today we're going to be talking with uh, Chad Bundy, but first let me back up and introduce <laughs> Amy Haverbosch-Wilson. You weren't with us last week, were you, Amy? I was not. I took a week off, yes. See how quickly we forget. <laughs> it would help. I'm kind of looking at notes and looking at the camera. It might help if I glance at the screen here I've got up from time to time. But uh, uh, welcome back, Amy. Amy is the executive director of the Harrison County Economic Development Corporation. I always have to stop and think and make sure I get the right one. She's also, yeah, also she uh, serves as vice president of Healthy Harrison. So Amy, good to have you along. And now back to our guest today, Chad Bundy is the executive director of the Harrison Clarksburg Health Department. Uh, I would guess that aside from the president, that the executive directors of health departments across this country have probably been some of the business busiest individuals uh, <laughs> in, the, in the country. Uh, but Chad, uh, real quickly, has a master's of public administration and a certificate in healthcare administration from West Virginia University. He was a commissioned officer in the United States Army Reserve, uh, began in 1990 and stepped out in 2010 as a field grade officer. He's worked as an executive in the nonprofit and public sec sector for more than 25 years. And he, too, is a board member of Healthy Harrison. Chad, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Gary and Amy. Thank you. And I like to thank Healthy Harrison for putting on this format. It's uh, yeah. working out yeah, well. Absolutely. absolutely. And I, I want to uh, jump, uh, I'm going to get into some of the synergies of what you do and what Healthy Harrison is trying to do. But first, even though it may seem somewhat intuitive, um, it, it'd be helpful to have you describe some of the primary goals of the Harrison County Health Department or Harrison Clarksburg Health Department, um, and I, and I and I know those goals have changed a little bit in the last eighteen months. But in general, tell us what you're you're trying to do. Sure, uh, the health department is probably a three prong organization. 
And we can talk about the first piece of that up, up front with <clears throat> looking at communicable and infectious disease. Uh, one of, a lot of people don't know what health departments uh, do primarily. They see us as inspecting restaurants and, and conducting vaccinations and those type of things. Uh, and of course we do that uh, as we've seen here through the pandemic. Uh, but one of our primary functions is uh, the tracking of communicable and infectious disease, not just in Harrison County. And we can talk about that a little bit with this pandemic. Uh, but for example, we started in Wuhan, China uh, back in December of 2019 and started looking at that virus and when and how is it going to come ultimately to Harrison County and go and go from there. Uh, that's one prong. The second prong uh, is an environmental piece, and it, that does include that inspection of restaurants uh, in a bigger, broader sense. Uh, it is that it's safe water, safe air, uh, and safe food for Harrison Countyans. Uh, and then that, the last piece is community health promotions, and I think that is uh, where we tie into Healthy Harrison the most, is where we look at uh, the education, the training, uh, the, the public relations for all things uh, wellness concerned and, and how do we make a Harrison County uh, healthier. And, and I think that's our biggest tie to Healthy Harrison. It's been a privilege to be on their board since its inception. Right. And, and, and that's where I was going next is, is to ask you how you see the roles of Healthy Harrison and the health department complementing each other as we both try to create uh, healthier lifestyles for our folks. Sure. Well, I, what Healthy Harrison has been able to do as far as uh, so in supporting the health department is it has the, the time and some resources to do the things or take the things that we try to do and, and extend upon them, uh, you know, where it might be studying the healthy habits of Harrison Countyans and how, how can they improve their health. Uh, they're looking at national trends. They're looking at uh, international trends and, and how can we uh, impact each person's life through that something you mentioned earlier, walking around the block instead of talking about maybe the TV show they watched or, or consuming fresh fruits and vegetables instead of uh, going with all-you-can-eat buffet, those type of things. Uh, small changes can really impact someone's life. And, and I think that's where Healthy Harrison has been able to take part of the health department's mission to a new level and then uh, look at and seek out uh, specific sectors of Harrison County and work with them directly uh, at the agency level and, and individuals to improve their health. So uh, it's, it's, it's an exciting time here in Harris County. Well, Chad, the, the past 18 months um, have definitely presented all of us with challenges that some of these we've never dreamed of. I can't even imagine the challenges that you and your department have had to tackle. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I don't know if you can explain some of those or if you even wanna touch on some of those. Sure, uh, first of all, you know, we had a, a pandemic uh, about 10 years ago. Uh, and we responded to it, and uh, we thought it was a very big deal. We ended up, I think, immunizing around 11,000 people in a very short period of time. Uh, fortunately, uh, it was not a novel virus. It was a strand of influenza, uh, and the, the bottom line was we were able to respond to that so much more quickly and generate vaccine, and all of our response methodologies move forward uh, in that vaccine. What we've learned and what you mentioned is uh, this pandemic continues. Uh, you know, we started into that year, 18 months. Now we're into two years. We're starting uh, getting in our third school year uh, with the pandemic and, and looking at some of those things. So, you know, from the health department's perspective, it, it started with uh, all those contact investigations and, and all those type things. We're approaching around 6,500 uh, cases in Harrison County throughout the time period. Uh, each of those uh, cases has three to five contacts at a minimum. So we're uh, investigating all of those primary contacts and all of their uh, 
close contacts where we're isolating and quarantining and, and all those types of things. So we've been doing that since January of, of 2020, uh, and it has been quite cumbersome. Uh, we have, done, have not done that alone. When you say 6,500 cases, is, does that equivalent to 6,500 infections? People yes, infected? Yes, yes, sir. 6,500 infectious cases of yeah. COVID-19 and, and or their variants yeah. to date. It's a little bit short of that, but we're catching up fast. You just mentioned you're not doing that alone. So when you say we, the department. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I want to brag about the health department a little bit, uh, just briefly, but uh, this is the first forum I've really had an opportunity to do that. Uh, the Harrison Clarkson Health Department uh, is exceptional. Uh, it's been a privilege to be a part of their, their team for 17 years. Uh, we have a public health nursing team. Uh, and I think the difference in, in our health department is their experience. We have a very experienced public health uh, nursing director. Uh, we have experienced public health nurses uh, who are doing his contact tracing and investigation. Uh, we have an environmental section uh, that's led by an environmentalist. And we have senior environmentalists where uh, they're able to look at these things, look at these environments, interpret all these rules that had come out and things to follow. That's what their expertise is. Uh, and even more than so than that, we have a, a wonderful administrative uh, section where the office assistants work through those things. And for example, our administration section, we have mathematicians, we have sociologists, and we have all of these people who have great skill levels. Uh, but the, <clears throat> the thing I'm most proud of is throughout this tenure, uh, a lot of folks have uh, dealt with some turnover. And we haven't had any turnover at all to Harrison County Health. Wow. And it's just been magnificent. Uh, the last piece of that is uh, not only the folks that worked here, but the people who've come, come back. So we had three public health nurses who had retired uh, and had worked for us a little bit part-time, but they'd come back almost in a full-time capacity. Two of them were nurse directors when they were here, so just vast experience. Uh, one of them was an epidemiologist at the regional level. Uh, and, and then another one of the public health nurses was a, the emergency manager here for the health department for years and years. So uh, that was our core team. Uh, when you added all that together with the volunteers and all of those folks, uh, we were just able to perform. Uh, and the successes that we did have uh, were credits to those people. Uh, again, but it wasn't the health department. And to answer your question, Amy, uh, we teamed up quickly in a very uh, big way with the Office of Emergency Management uh, at the county level. Uh, we don't see a whole lot of them operating at this emergency level, but the county commission, uh, the Office of Emergency Management becomes the county commission's arm. They provide the emergency services at the county level at the direction of the county commission during times of crisis, which is exactly what this pandemic has become and, and continues. So we worked with them uh, in, in doing all these things. Uh, and the pandemic has been in three different specific areas of that pandemic, uh, starting off in 2019 with contact tracing and investigation of all the cases that I had talked about. Then we got into testing. Then we got into vaccinations. And we, we can talk about that if you like. Uh, no wonder you want to give them kudos. I mean, that, it's great to hear. Everybody needs to hear this. Um, excellent team here in Harrison County. And you've answered some of this uh, as far as the assessment of the organization's ability to address the pandemic. How hard was it for you to acquire some of the materials that were necessary to test, to vaccinate, kind of keep the, uh, the spread under control and keep all of your staff safe? Well, we started off with baby steps in all of those categories. So when, when we started doing uh, investigations uh, and contact tracing, uh, the first logistical lift with that became we got so many cases, we had to quickly uh, adopt partners along the way. And one of the big partners there was the Department of Education and, and their nursing team had come in over the summertime and the spring uh, and working on those contact tracing and investigations and all of those type things. 
when we moved on to the testing piece, then you got into supply logistical stuff. You know, how many tests can you conduct? Uh, what we learned was just not testing people uh, to determine if they're positive for the virus, but we were testing uh, volumes of people in order to know where pockets of the virus were and how to control the virus uh, through that knowledge. So at that point, you know, we started testing thousands and thousands of people. Uh, and at that point, for the first time during this pandemic, it was all hands on deck. <laughs> the Healthy Harrison Weekly Podcast is brought to you through the help of WVU Medicine United Hospital Center, West Virginia University, the State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media, our production partners. Uh, we we kind of hit on the fact that, uh, Chad, you couldn't have managed a health crisis of this magnitude with, with just your small staff, even though you told us off camera before we started that it, it's grown quite, uh, quite a bit through all of this. How did, you mentioned emergency services, how did other uh, parts of the local community step up to help? Were there volunteers that helped you uh, do some of the work that needed to be done to keep this under control? Uh, absolutely. The health department employees were probably just about, you know, make up about 20% of the total team at any given time with the 25 to 30 folks that we've had. Uh, partners throughout, and this, just fantastic partners. Uh, we started with basically all of the agencies, whether they be the city and the police, you know, the city providing, protecting us all along the way. Uh, and, and let's be, put it out there, you know, there was some hostile environments at times when folks needed tested or wanted tested and they wanted vaccine. Uh, and when we start saying no to some of those things, uh, they protected us just there all the time. Uh, had the fire, directing traffic, all those type of things, providing life-saving services. Uh, and one of our primary partners from the very get-go, and I wanted to share this with, with you, is as I'm getting hundreds and hundreds of calls in, in this crisis, you know, Harrison County EMS, they called and said, what can we do for the health department and support? You know, not what we could do for them, but what could they, we, could they do for us? Uh, and that's the partner that they've stayed with throughout this pandemic. Uh, when we call, they answer and provide support for us and other agencies like that. Uh, the Department of Education, Office of Emergency Management, mm -hmm. Harrison County EMS, uh, United Hospital Center uh, provided great support uh, and expertise uh, that the health department just didn't have. Uh, one example of that is late in the game with the vaccinations. Once we've got a five, six, over a thousand vaccinations a day, uh, we just didn't understand the, the ability to uh, manage that logistically, electronically. Uh, United Hospital Center Center came in with that expertise on a daily basis, hardware, software, uh, personnel, all of that and helped us schedule uh, and execute those, those vaccinations. So uh, that, that's just a part of the team. But the biggest thing uh, of all uh, was the heart of Harrison County. It is unbelievable the people that came out uh, and volunteered. Uh, not once, not twice, uh, not in your office setting with the air conditioning. We started off testing in Monticello Avenue at 100 degrees heat. Uh, testing uh, 500 people a day for three days in a row. And those folks came back day after day after day. Uh, and then we transitioned into uh, vaccinations. And we went from thousands of uh, testing events, the people in testing, to tens of thousands of people that we were vaccinating. And this core group stayed there, there again. It might have been a volunteer a policeman from Bridgeport who came every day and provided you know, crowd control for us at the vaccine clinics. Uh, but even more exciting is just the individuals that came out. You know, we had retired chemists uh, from Pfizer. We had uh, a person, he was doing uh, administration and, and registering people for vaccine. 
we had a person uh, doing data entry and she was just so talented and presenting at a high level. And I just, as we got to know each other, well, she had a PhD in bio biology and chemistry. So, you know, she, but she was uh, there doing data entry. So they did everything and anything that was necessary uh, to make sure Harrison County were taken care of day after day. I think we had approximately 27 clinics there uh, to National Guard Army. And I would be remiss not to mention the National Guard uh, Armory and the Armory itself. Uh, this was a great partner when we, we moved out there. It was a little bit tough to get in there when we did. Uh, we had just great support day after day after day uh, in providing a lot of these services. You mentioned that you and partners had to figure out this notion of contact tracing, something that prior to this outbreak would not have been something you were dealing with on a daily basis. Most of us know the term and understand in general, in a general sense, what it means, but what specifically, what does it entail? What, what do you have to do to contact trace uh, someone that you know has been infected? Sure. Uh, it starts off with the public health epidemiological investigation, uh, and that's what the health department does on a regular basis. Uh, there are a multitude of infectious diseases occurring at all times. Uh, many of those are directly reportable to the health department on a daily basis, uh, whether that be pertussis or, and or whooping cough, those type things. So, you know, we're very attuned of, of doing these epidemiological investigations, which incur uh, contact tracing. But its bottom line is talking to that person, you know, where have they been in the last 48 hours? Who have they been in contact with? And as you go from the basic investigation to that contract tracing piece, and we learned with COVID-19 as it being so, the transmissibility being so high, uh, and now with the Delta variant being even higher, we can talk about that in a little bit. But the bottom line is each of those uh, folks with or are positive for COVID-19, uh, they're then isolated. And everybody that they've been in close contact with, and that's within six feet for a 15-minute period over a 24-hour you know, 24 period, is considered a close contact. And then we work through all of those and contact all those people and let them know that you know, you've been in close contact to a positive case and need to be quarantined uh, for a specific period of time. So that, that's what contact tracing is all about, is finding out, A, where's that positive disease and who have you been exposed to in the last 48 hours so we can start tracking it from there. You can see where this would grow and grow. Yeah. Chad, how would you evaluate the citizens' response to the pandemic? I mean, were your efforts to reach the entire community as, sex, as successful as you'd hoped? As far as reaching the community? Yes, I mean, you're talking about the contract tracing and just the overall reaching the community. Were they, what was their response like to this? Sure, uh, early on, uh, it was very, very good. They were very responsive. We'd be able to work with them and call them and talk to them. Uh, they would follow us directly very well and those type of things. Uh, and as it went on and on, it just became more difficult. Uh, I think as more knowledge and education became out there, uh, came out there, folks were making some independent decisions and those type of things, it just become more difficult. Uh, now, as we're starting into that second year, uh, it's even more and more difficult. So people just get tired. Uh, we're tired here. They're tired there. Uh, and we're doing everything we can to protect them. But it, ha it can present challenges. Uh, I think the biggest challenge is when you maybe you're calling some of these folks for the second or third time. Uh, they may not have been that positive case, but they've been named as contacts uh, two or three different times. So it can be a lot of phone calls and, and those type of things. But it, the whole system is very dependent upon those people saying who they've been in contact with. Uh, in order to be able to stop this disease. Yes, they've kind of grown weary and um, kind of leads into the next with this Delta uh, variant. Do you think that's even going to be harder now because of the public has grown weary to it? 
Well, and, I think it's twofold. I'm upset with the lifestyle that changes as well. Uh, I think the hardest thing is for me personally, you know, I'm a, a citizen here as well, and, and we opened up. Uh, we were green, green, and I enjoyed a lot of the things that I had enjoyed in a long while, whether that's a family member birthday party or, or a picnic or going out to a ball game. Uh, and in part, some of that has been uh, taken away just recently with the Delta variant. At least we need to have those concerns again for COVID. And folks just weren't ready for that, uh, even though they probably maybe in the back of their mind knew it was a possibility uh, and those type of things. But with the Delta variant, uh, it presents some different challenges. Uh, it's highly transmissible. Uh, it's making people just basically more sick uh, than the UK variant before it, before, you know, the general COVID-19 before it. Uh, and it's an area of concern. It's an area of concern. Uh, and the bottom line is we, we need to vaccinate more people in Harrison County and West Virginia mm -hmm. and in the United States. That's the very first uh, thing we need to do to protect ourselves, our community. Let, let me remind our viewers again that this podcast uh, is every Friday at 1230 and it's made possible uh, by support from WVU Medicine United Hospital Center, West Virginia University, the State Journal, WVNews.com and Interaction Media. Uh, I, I would think over the last 18 months, Chad, you've kind of grown your list of networking and contacts within the medical uh, community uh, uh, with other organizations now as COVID reemerges under this Delta variant. Uh, what are people talking? Well, I mean, I, I think we know what people are talking about, but I'm going to ask you personally. I mean, from the folks that you deal with on a regular basis, is this going to be a difficult fall and winter? Are we going to see more masking or are we going to see booster shots? Well, those are all great questions, and they are hot topics, Gary, so we'll try to take them one at a time. Uh, but the bottom line is we don't know the answers to some of those questions. What we do know about Delta variant uh, is highly transmissible. It represents, you know, 80 to 85 percent of all cases in the United States now. Uh, we're finding more and more of those uh, cases in West Virginia through sequencing. Uh, public health professionals, including myself, feel that the cases we have now are del def definitely from the Delta variant. Uh, and when we talk about that and the high transmissibility of it, we're talking about, you know, where COVID initially might spread one to one. Well, now we're talking about uh, Delta variant might spread one to five or one to seven. Uh, and that's a huge change as far as the transmissibility. Uh, the second piece of that is uh, it's affecting our, our youth at a higher level. Uh, and more con most concerningly, we're concerned about those folks right now who don't have an opportunity uh, for vaccination, those folks, the children younger than 12, especially as we, we start the school year. Uh, and we're masks, we know masks help and we know masks uh, provide some level of protection, but the primary goal uh, is to get vaccinated. Uh, one of the things that may be coming up in the, in the future and we hope quickly uh, is being able to uh, vaccinate those younger than 12. Uh, we're hoping that comes up actually before potentially uh, booster shots and those type things. So if we get a vaccination from that uh, K, to, K to sixth grade range, uh, be very, very helpful as school starts and those type of things. We're, we're hearing more about the school situation. We're hearing and seeing more pushback from parents who don't want outside organizations or the government telling them whether they should or shouldn't uh, be wearing masks. Have you had discussions yet? We're getting ready to start a new school year. Have you talked with school folks about what mask policy will be here in Harrison County? Uh, absolutely. We met with the superintendent and her team uh, last week. 
uh, we have another scheduled meeting, I think, in the next week, uh, and, and basically just have those discussions about the choices that we're going to make uh, as far as moving forward in Harrison County. Absolutely. And Where can you important. tell people to go to still get the vaccine? I know I'm we're sorry, encouraging right now. We're encouraging people to get the vaccine. You've said that during this podcast. Absolutely. Um, those watching that do not have it, where can they go? What would you recommend? Uh, they can get on uh, vaccinefinder.org and, and find a place near them, whether that's a pharmacy, whether that's a Walmart, whether that's at the, at the health department. Uh, just able to find a vaccine just about anywhere. Any issues at all, of course, they can call the health department uh, and we'll give them more direction and find one. But it's, it's very available. Uh, it's in abundance at this point. And we really need to get as many people vaccinated as we possibly can. Hey, Chad, let me uh, jump back in here real quick. How difficult has it been dealing with a crisis of this magnitude and continuing to provide the services that you outlined earlier in our conversation? It's been very difficult uh, through the height of the pandemic uh, when we were doing so many cases day in and day out. Uh, it became very difficult and we prided ourselves in being able to provide those services. Uh, that need didn't go away because we were having pandemic and in many instances uh, it, it was magnified uh, and we're dealing with that now. Uh, that being said, just I'm gonna call it the green zone when it was maybe that was May, June and July, early July, uh, we were able to really ramp up our, our, our regular services and make sure we're reaching out to those folks that needed those. Uh, and now that we're having a little bit more of a COVID push uh, we're finding that that challenge has, has resumed in being able to provide all the services uh, and then uh, vaccinations and testing and, and contact and investigation. So it has been a challenge and continues. Same as Healthy Harrison's goal is just to create a healthier environment for everybody living here, working here. Um, do you see it as a pipe dream for all of us? You know, we're, we're tired. I know Gary says each opening, changing your state, changing your state of mind, changing Harrison County. Um, we're at the bottom when it comes to some of these numbers and we're tired of it, but do you think it's doable? Whoever was asked, I, I didn't see anybody in a, in a time lapse or I didn't, I didn't hear the question you know, or, or where it came from. Yeah, Not out there, sorry. A Amy, oh, you, okay. you froze up a little bit. A ask again, it looks like we fixed it. Okay, good. Can, oh. can you hear me now? Yeah. No, your goal uh, with the health department is, is the same as the health goal is the healthy Harrison. So we want everyone here to, to have a healthier environment. We're tired of having the, the bottom of the line numbers that we have. Um, our goal is to change health. Do you see that as a pipe dream? Do you see that that's doable for us as a community? Uh, absolutely. Uh, as we've looked at the uh, county health rankings, uh, I've spent some long time with the director of healthy Harrison looking at county health rankings uh, and, and analyzing those things and where we stand in West Virginia, which is about mid-pack. Uh, the good news is when you look at those rankings, uh, we have a lot of the services, whether that be medical providers in Harrison County, whether that be walking trails or, or, or all those type of things or healthy food choices. Uh, so we have the resources that are necessary for a healthy society. And the way for us to improve is for people to make personal choices that allow for them to be healthier. Uh, the good news in that is, is we have the resources. There are some counties and states out there that just don't have the resources available uh, and it makes it more difficult where Harrison County doesn't have that. It's about a personal choice. So when you look at it that way, through education and through training, we can in increase our ability. And, and we have had some marginal success uh, in moving up that uh, county health ranking matter. That's good. 
great answer because <laughs> I want to say yes as a board member. Of course, we can change it. <laughs> um, I also think I'm positive. Do you think our, as far as Healthy Harrison, our current transition from the workplace to level to that pivot is going to be a problem? Let, did you get any of that, Chad? No, sir. She went I banjo did, on me. I, I think. Let me, you froze up again, Amy. Let me, let me wrap it up because we're getting short on time. I, I think the final thing we wanted to throw out there, again, to tie it back into what you do um, in collaboration with Healthy Harrison or, or how we work together, even when we're not working together. Um, but the question is, do you think our current transition, that being Healthy Harrison's, from more of a workplace wellness effort to uh, initiatives that are more street level, I call it. Do you think that shows some promise? Uh, absolutely. I think it, the better we can reach out and touch the individual citizen uh, and help and teach and educate those folks on, on good choices, uh, the better off we're going to be uh, in Harrison County. So I, would, I, would, I think we're headed right in the right direction. And sometimes it takes it takes a lot of trial and error uh, to get where we need to go. Yeah. But I think, I think Healthy Harrison is finding that, and uh, they should, we're proud of that. We've been speaking with Chad Bundy, who's the executive director of the Harrison Clarksburg Health Department. And I think uh, Harrison County uh, should be proud and comfortable and uh, appreciative of the fact that, Chad, we've had somebody of your experience uh, on, on the watch uh, when all of this broke loose, because I'm sure it's been a trial. It has been. And thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, but we, uh, we thank you. Uh, we, again, hope that we can continue to work with the health department in uh, changing the state of people's health in West Virginia. Uh, we thank all of you for joining us uh, today. This is an effort that, that's going to continue to, to um, involve the entire community and demand that the entire community work at it with us. Uh, but our goal is to change your state of mind, to ultimately change the state of health, both here locally and throughout the state of West Virginia. If you want more help right now, you can visit healthyharrison.org or visit the Healthy Harrison Facebook page and give us a like. You'll also find lots of support. You can stream past episodes of these podcasts by going to the Healthy Harrison Facebook page. Again, we want to thank uh, our sponsors, WVU Medicine, United Hospital Center, West Virginia University, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. Uh, on behalf of Healthy Harrison and Amy, Amy, you back with us, even though you, you toward the end there, you froze up a couple of times on yeah, us. Yeah, I'm not sure what that was. I'm still here. <laughs> we're, we're working on better internet across the state of West Virginia, so maybe we can fix the state of health and fix your internet at the same time. Uh, although I've had the same problem, so I'm not gonna pick on you. Uh, but anyway, thanks for all of you. Uh, thanks to all of you for joining us. Uh, next Friday, Amy and I will be back. We're gonna talk with local community leader, John Ebert about high school graduation rates. Uh, schooling has been a big issue as it pertains to this pandemic, but we'll also talk about a college prep program uh, that uh, John founded and is still very active with. It helps folks uh, do better on standardized testing at the end of their high school years and, uh, uh, and helpfully or hopefully help them 
uh, acquire the uh, the promised scholarship provided by the state of West Virginia. So John Ebert, next week. Thanks again. Chad, thanks so much for being with us and giving us some time. Uh, Amy, good to see you. Thanks to all. Thanks to you for joining us. Thanks and well. we'll see you next week. <laughs>